Welcome to the Hearts Entwined podcast. In this podcast, we'll be having discussions around the secrets which attract lasting, healthy, fulfilling relationships, creating a healthy mindset, and what women should know and understand about men. Introducing your host, Lynn Smith, the Queen of Hearts, relationship expert, trainer, speaker, and best-selling author of the Cupid's Bow Technique. Lynn's mission is to have a positive impact in reducing divorce, domestic violence, and suicide. Welcome to the Hearts Entwined podcast. This is your host, Lynn Smith, the Queen of Hearts. And today, listeners, I've got a wonderful lady. I've never met her before, but I've invited her onto the show. Her name's Andorra Winquist. Win <laughs> I prefer that's that right, Andorra. And yeah. she's an author, an expert in essential oils and vibrational medicine. Sounds intriguing, doesn't it? So uh, welcome, Adora. Thank you so much, Lynn. It's a delight to be here with you. And I love your title, Queen of Hearts. Thank you so much. Um, yeah, Hearts is actually an ac acronym that started off as uh, standing for helping everyone achieve results towards success. But, uh, you know, it seems to fit with whatever niche anybody would like to get involved in. So I've kept it as part of this particular podcast because, you know, for me, it is about helping everyone. Uh, but specifically in the field of relationships and love. Beautiful, beautiful. One of my favorite topics. And today, listeners, we're going to be talking about love. So, Adora, just give us a little bit of an insight in about what you do and who you are and, and what's led you to be, you know, actually actively doing what you're doing currently. Sure. So I have been in the field of alternative medicine and energy healing for about, gosh, a little over 25 years as a uh, teacher and um, author and formulator and entrepreneur, and of course, a healer. And my journey started, um, you know, when I was 18, I left home, I went to California and uh, was which for me was as far away from my home as I could possibly get in the in the United States. Wow. <laughs> and, and I uh, had this experience with a local shaman in Northern California and it awakened something very deep within me. Um, and it led me to start to study these aspects of vibration, of energy, of um, herbs, of esoteric philosophy. And it really brought me onto my path. And of course, we always have experiences in our lives that come from places of adversity that uh, when we start to decipher them, we can see that there is actually... Um, an enormous gift of gold within them. And that became uh, really kind of the first steps on my journey of healing, my own healership, my own healing process, studying Reiki. And, um, you know, after my first attunement, I had this beautiful teacher that's recently passed um, in the mid 90s. And he was uh, gosh, I think in his 70s at the time, had learned directly from Hiawatha Takata. And after that attunement, I started to see colors around people. And I thought, this is really, really amazing. But the, the, the crucial part for me in the message was how the colors would shift based on people's feelings. Mm 
and their emotions. And, and growing up in an environment, what I now call um, our early childhood treasure map, um, it wasn't a very loving environment. There was love directed to me, but in my parents' relationship, it, there was, it was a very, um, there was a loss of love. And so uh, starting to look at the places that those experiences had imprinted on me energetically, and then how I could work with vibrational medicine to not only modulate my feelings, depression, anxiety, a lot of illness when I was young, but then became a way that I saw um, this is a really powerful tool to use in healing practice. And about the same time, I started studying essential oils. And, um, and for me, like I used to spend time when I was young, when the, when dinner was over and I would say I had to use the restroom Well, I would go and blend all my mother's expensive potion, um, perfumes, powders, into potions. And, and so that really kind of created the framework of being a formulator and, uh, or alchemist as you, um, could say, and, you know, now I'm referred to as a modern alchemist. Um, but but what was really um, so poignant was seeing how the essential oils could be infused with energy, with vibration, with intention. And then they became truly a quantum um, medicine for healing and for transformation to be able to come into the heart space and peel away those layers of heartache and heartbreak, because we, we all have experienced that to some degree, some of us more than others. Um, and part of my work right now is really focused on what's called the love frequency, um, which is a, a program that recently launched, but it's the next kind of um, amassing of my writings and my teachings and really transmissions on how we can work with alchemy and vibration to come into our sacred human hearts as the source of all creation, which it is, and learn how to love, live, and lead from this place where our hearts become our true north our GPS in a way that is balanced, right? Balanced with mind and soul. So we can really become that um, expression and embodiment of self-mastery where our health, our wealth, our love, and our perfected self-expression become unified, right? And that is we that is the embodiment of our soul purpose. And as we can bring that not only to our own lives and our tipping point of personal healing, then it becomes something that we can ripple out into the world around us. Love it. Love it. Love it. So um, just to make it, I suppose, more... Uh, understandable in layman's terms because I, I got all of that <laughs> but if you was explaining it to say a 10 year old child specifically you know what's going on and, and what's happening as you're doing what you're doing how would that be summed up in a, an easy to understand statement mm. well I have two daughters 13 and 8 and um, one of the things that I'm very conscientious about teaching them is how to be with their feelings to be with their inner experiences and to not push them away and to not deny them 
Because what happens is when we have experiences of pain and loss, right? Now, for my younger girls, that can happen with a friend. That can happen through me, right? As the mother. Yeah. Yeah. Happen through the wounding that they've experienced with um, the fact that I've gone through two divorces and they don't have um, that structured sense of um, family yeah. and father in, in the same home. And then the experience of abandonment, right? Um, and of grief, of deep grief that is felt through that. So what happens when we have these unresolved emotions? Well, they end up compounding and compacting. And once they do that, we start to feel depressed. We start to feel anxious. We can feel scattered. We can feel overwhelmed. But even more than that, those emotions that become compacted through places of pain and loss become disappointment. And that disappointment, when further layered, becomes an expectation of further disappointment in life, and especially in love, because we've all been hurt. Yes. Right. We've lost love. We've lost loved ones. We've been betrayed. We've been ab abandoned. And we've also done things that maybe uh, we would say we wouldn't do in this moment in relationship. Right. When I think back to um, some of my client stories of their journey of love and journey of loss. And it's like the, the question is, well, how do I create a different, a new experience of love in my life now with all of this experience behind me, right? And so this is this is a profound place to be because how do we attract something different if we're not aware of the patterns that we've carried since we were young? Yeah, absolutely. And I think within that, it's, it's also how do we, if we've closed off our heart and sometimes we don't even realize we've closed off our heart and we've put, you know, that suit of armor on because we want to protect ourselves from being hurt you know, how, how do we heal that and, and open it up again and realize it's worth the risk? <laughs> yes. You know, I had this experience when uh, about five years ago, um, I had met my current partner and, um, and for years I had been writing about these specific aspects of his being, his soul, his character his mind and his heart, but it was a, a very long journey, right? Over four decades to find him. And as we were coming together and I could feel these like very new, very powerful sensations, um, desire, a love, care, interest, attraction magnetically. But I would find myself in moments sobbing uncontrollably. And I didn't know why. And it felt as if literally there was a crowbar opening my heart. And this was a revelation to me because I thought my heart was open this whole time before that. And I realized in truth, it wasn't. There had been so much hurt and pain that I had been carrying from the past that the only way that I could go on with my life was to be closed. So I thought. And yet in this process of connecting with this individual, I found myself opening in ways that I had always dreamt up somewhere. I knew they were possible. Yeah, right? absolutely. Yeah. I think it, it usually takes, well, in my experience, I had a similar experience. I think it usually takes that, 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 
that uh, sort of vibrational match partner to come into yeah. your life to make you realize that probably you were closed off before and now that you actually feel like you say that sensation of opening up and and you probably didn't recognize that you weren't open before <laughs> exactly so when i'm working with my clients and students in this regard um I work within what I call the love frequency, the, the code of love. And so there are six specific um, sequences in this process. And so they start with number one, um, which is release. Um, and it's beautiful for all of you. I don't know when this is going to launch, but I have a free weekly meditation group. We're going to be working in the next number of weeks in the these uh, sequence of this love frequency. Um, but release. Because we can't open up to someone or something else or something greater than we've already experienced until we let go of what is holding us back. Until we start to look at some of our patterns that are rooted in the past, come into a place of understanding them. And when I say release, it's really important. It's not like, oh, I got to get rid of this. I got to punt this out of my being, right? No, it's like to release something, we have to come in and really look at it. We have to honor it, bless it, accept it, because it's been a teacher for us um, before we can let it go. And yeah, absolutely. I understand that. So you, you're saying you actually have to feel it, even if it's a negative experience or yeah. feeling, uh, yeah. without suppressing it exactly. in order to be able to release it. Right. So, you know, that's what the premise, the only way out is through. So that doesn't mean that we rewound ourselves in the trauma, right? But it means that we go into the feeling because the feeling is held within ourselves, within our body. It's not, not something we can think away. No. So feeling to go into feeling with it in, in a place of love and compassion and forgiveness, which is the next step, is what allows that energy and consciousness to open up and be set free within. And even if there's tears that come within that, know that they're healing tears. They're healing tears. They're tears of liberation. Yes. There are tears that are paving a path of liberation and of freedom for the fullness of your self-expression. So, so the release, then the forgiveness, because then when we start to see, well, gosh, maybe I spent a lot of time blaming that person, right? For me, I spent a lot of time blaming past relationships because I believed that the individuals that I was in relationship were not emotionally available and yet the truth was i was terrified of intimacy yeah so going into forgiveness comes into the self forgiving the self of all of the places of the past that we've held ourselves up on the cross of judgment and so so that's the second step and it is a very deep place it is a very tender place but it is powerful and it's not something we can force or will or push, right? It has to come when we're ready. Um, and that's one of the reasons there's a whole um, key essential oil formulas or single note essential oils that I recommend in this process because it eases the energetic and emotional and physiological release process. So, um, so maybe we'll come back and talk about that another time, but after forgiveness, then we come into gratitude because gratitude 
like love is one of the highest forces in this universe, right? We know love is the most powerful magnetic force. Well, gratitude is right up there with it. So when we can come into a place of gratitude for all of our past experiences, well, what does that do? That really softens the places of anger and resentment that we've been carrying. It allows energy to flood through our being, right? It changes our, our neurochemistry. Um, in addition to that, when we cultivate that consistent practice of gratitude, well, then it creates more experiences in our day-to-day -day life to be grateful for, especially in our loving relationships. And I also get, you know, when I'm working with my own clients that sometimes, and this is going to be great to listen to your perspective on this, people say, well, I've got nothing in my life to be grateful for, you know, I'm just full of hurt and uh, there's lots of betrayal. How can I be grateful for, for, all, for all these negative experiences that I'm going through at the moment? Yes. And this is, this is so powerful, right? This is the paradox of life. And if we stay in that mindset, we continue to allow ourselves to be a victim and to continue to spiral down that rabbit hole of pain. Even when we can't see the way out in the moment, it's when we can invite in our sacred intentions. And one thing that I say about this, because um, from a neurochemistry perspective, as we are waking up in the morning, well, what's happening within our brain? We're moving through these um, brain waves, right? From sleep state, theta and delta, alpha to beta, beta being our waking state where we're gonna go out and drive to work. But in those early states, um, in particular, delta, alpha, and of course, theta, these are powerful places that our subconscious mind is so malleable. We are incredibly receptive, both consciously and subconsciously. And in fact, in, in terms of our super consciousness, but let's keep it with conscious and subconscious because the subconscious place is, is what really where that pain is stored, right? It comes up to the conscious mind sporadically and depending on where we are in life in our process of awakening, how much, you know, how much of our day-to-day -day life is filled with that. But in those early waking moments, we can invite in a sacred intention. We can invite in the powerful presence of the spiritual forces that are all around us in each and every moment. But because we have free will, we have to invite their presence into our lives, their support, encouragement, inspiration, blessing, protection, illumination. So it can be very simple as a that moment that you wake up, that you say, I have a wonderful life in a wonderful way. I have a wonderful job and get paid in a wonderful way. This is a, a sample. Another sample could be, I invite the presence of infinite spirit to bathe my heart, soul, and mind in love, light, and grace. So finding the sacred intention that's right for you um, is something that you can cultivate or you can work with affirmations. Um, and I'll give you the, the blog info on my site. There's a tremendous amount of free content and tools for everyone, wherever you are on your spiritual path, path of awakening and transformation to get some golden nugget that you can apply practically in your day to day. Um, because once we start to reframe and repattern and work with those brain waves in the morning, 
we can invite in, please show me, remind me of one thing in this moment to be grateful for. The fact that I'm able to take this breath, the fact that I have a roof over my head when many much of a percentage of the population of this planet doesn't. The nourishing clean water Many, many, many hundreds of thousands of individuals on this planet do not have clean water to drink, right? The nourishment in your refrigerator, the clothes um, that are on your back, simple things, right? That are connected to base survival are a great way to start to cultivate a practice of gratitude because um, they are tangible, right? They're something that... The, the, it's the base, you know, if we look at what I call the survive to thrive triad, um, it's really that base of survival and what in those aspects of your day-to-day -day life do you have as a gift to support your survival, to allow you to rise your level of vision, understanding, consciousness, and therefore gratitude to see that there's so much more to be thankful for in each moment, a simple gesture with a friend, the friend that you could pick up the phone and call and just open yourself to connect to for a moment, tremendous um, gratitude in the connections of our inner circle, whether that's family or friends or colleagues. Absolutely. And I think it's quite easy to take those simple things for granted, isn't it? And, and remember that you know, actually, there is, like you say, there's millions of people in the world that don't have those basic things. Yeah, yeah. So framing gratitude is a great way to start. Maybe you don't have the million dollars in your bank account yet, but what do you have in this moment that you can uh, take a deep breath of gratitude for? Because that gratitude becomes a stepping stone. Feeling good becomes a stepping stone. And this is why um, one of the, the core pillars of my work is working with essential oils via inhalation because of the connection between the um, sense of smell in the brain. We can literally transform how we feel in the moment, right? Again, a stepping stone effect to feeling good, feeling better. And then what happens? The greater we feel in each moment, it builds momentum, the better decisions we make, the more easier it is to open our hearts and connect with those in our lives, to, but to connect with ourselves first. One of the most powerful affirmations that I work with in the heart center with my students is, in my sacred human heart, I feel and receive my love. Because mm -hmm. it starts right, it. right here. Mm -hmm. Nothing going to change around you until you dive deep into the sacred pool of your own being I think we take the gift of ourselves for granted as well uh, we, we can be our worst critics can't we and um, our, the worst person to hurt ourselves absolutely absolutely and then again you know, we, we think of some of those practical tools that when we can catch ourselves in the moment in that place of critical of self-judgment to just even put the, our hands on our heart and take a deep breath in, you know, even with that simple affirmation, the simple intention to connect with our hearts and be more loving and compassionate with ourselves, because we can't be more loving and compassionate with our 
beloveds with our family, friends, children, colleagues, until we're loving and compassionate, forgiving, accepting, and embracing of all of who we are, right? This is, the, the journey of self-mastery is one of self-love. And it's continual, right? And that's why it's this sequence, right? Release, forgiveness, gratitude. We can go deeper into some of the other mechanisms. We might not have time for them today, but even these three will create a profound shift of feeling, of thinking, of believing and being in your day-to-day -day life. Excellent. Well, uh, I think we definitely have got time for one or two more. So if you want to tell us, and reveal to us what, what number four is. I, I'm keen to know. Well, you know, this comes back to my story on the, the heart opening I experienced, right? Where it felt like, you know, physical ripping open. And, and then I liken it to a roller coaster ride. So I have a fear of heights. I remember going on a roller coaster in New Jersey and I got to the top. I was sitting alone towards the front and I, got to the top. And of course, on the way up, I'm like, this is great. I really want to do this. Awesome. It's going to be so incredible. And as it started to get to the top, I had a panic attack and I'm shaking the hardest. Like, is there any way I can get out? Well, this is how I felt and how many of us feel in those early stages of opening to love when we've been hurt in the past it becomes like that roller coaster ride I really want to it feels so good and then oh god this is terrifying I'm so afraid I'm gonna get hurt again so so the the next um the next concept the next practice is one of faith and when we can begin to cultivate this practice of faith like the practice of gratitude um by aligning with our higher power, our benevolent allies. However, we as individuals term that, right? Whatever name, whether it's my guardian angel or, or um, a higher power, whatever that terminology is, the terminology doesn't matter, but the invitation, the desire to connect and commune, to deepen a practice of faith every day, um, is so powerful because it allows us to stop white knuckling every single thing in our life that we're attempting futilely to control. And when we can have the faith and the clarity within us, right, which happens through release of what I really do want, what is it that I long for from deep within my heart and soul in my loving relationships, right? And we can have faith that um, those things are possible. Then the next one is trust, similar to faith, but a little bit different. And here's why. With trust, we bring the faith to ourselves. With trust, we trust that we have aligned ourselves for the highest path and purpose, for the highest intention. Um, we trust in ourselves to take the necessary action to become the walk of our truth, right? And to live that every day um, because we do have to take action. Action, it's like trust is faith in action. Trusting that, okay, I can listen to my inner voice. My inner voice is gonna guide me. I know that these steps that I'm taking are honoring my body, my mind, my soul, my heart. 
um, trusting in the process. And then the last one is surrender. Now, this is, um, this is so powerful. And, and I just want to clarify, surrender isn't like I give up. Here's my white flag. No, <laughs> it is I not that. A lot of people have negative connotations of what surrendering actually means, and right. that is one of them, definitely. Or being We're, subservient, for example. Yes, it's not that at all. It's surrendering to the divinity that is within you, right? It's surrendering to the infinite nature of love that is within you. And knowing with that great faith and trust and certainty that that is guiding your path forward. And it is the highest. It is the most benevolent. It is the most loving, wise, and um, path of honoring the fullness of who you are. So those six practices sequentially in this love frequency are uh, powerful um, shifts of energy and consciousness and allow us to raise our point of magnetic attraction to attract the love that we so deeply desire and long for. And we can all achieve that, can't we? It's not limited to, you know, um, just specific groups of people. We can all achieve that level of frequency where we are continuously attracting what we want and deserve. Yes, it is for all of us. It is for all of us. And I'm excited because I do feel like this is a, a big wave and a big movement now of um, people like yourself and myself that are helping people to actually realize this for themselves. And it's exciting to watch, you know, I suppose the more the, there's more of a change from the patriarchal society to the matriarchal society now of where we are getting more spiritual and more connected and more intuitive and more aligned with our desires, aren't we? Absolutely. You know, it's so beautiful to watch because it's happening so much more quickly than yeah. even a year ago, than certainly five years ago, and absolutely than 10 years ago. So, you know, one thing I want to say to all of your listeners is you do not have to wait to live the life that you dream of. You are worthy of love, of harmony, of great abundance. And that already exists within you, right? You are that source. You are both the lock and the key. You are both the alchemist and the alchemy. You are both the love and the beloved. So it is that journey within to swim into the pool of your own heart and soul and mind that will pave the way forward for your deepest desires to manifest each and every day through your heart through the beauty of love so exciting so um adora please share with our audience your best contact information if you want to find out more about you and um connect Sure, you can visit the Institute, um, which is the soulinstitute.co, which is our website. And, um, and my vision for this latest endeavor of my work is to activate and elevate over 25 million individuals to embody their soul purpose and thrive all over this beautiful planet of ours. 
Wow. <laughs> Love it. I'm, I'm glad to be part of that too, because it's it's very similar to my own mission and, and purpose. So Adora, any final words of wisdom before we wrap this episode up? Uh, I would say uh, join our website, Quantum Community, and find out all of all of the wealth of resources that are available to you right now so you can begin to deepen your exploration of the alchemy of love and the love frequency. Thank you so much. I, I loved hearing about your code of love around your release, forgiveness, gratitude, faith, trust, and surrender processes and practices. Thank you. Uh, I've really enjoyed it. Thank you so much for the opportunity, Lynn. Blessings. You're very welcome. So it just leaves me to say that uh, true love starts with opening our hearts. And until next time, goodbye for now. Thanks for listening to the Hearts Entwined podcast. You can follow Lynn via the Facebook group Two Hearts Entwined or search Lynn Smith, inspirational speaker at LinkedIn or email Lynn at hearts-entwined.com. That's L-Y-N at hearts-entwined.com. Remember, true love starts with opening our hearts.